On this edition of Magic Pod Squad, we catch up with Magic Big Man Jonathan Isaac. Lots to chat about with J.I., including his big event on Saturday, November 7th at the Lake Eola Bandshell. He is holding a prayer march, and he offers terrific information and invites everyone to attend. So information there inside the podcast. Also, how is he holding up since the injury? What is his rehab like? And what was his mindset as he returned to the court inside the bubble before that injury? How was he feeling and how was he processing the game? He was playing terrific basketball before the injury. What does the next couple of months look like for the Orlando Magic? How can the Magic get better? And what does next year look like for Jonathan Isaac? So lots to cover on this edition of Magic Pod Squad presented by Kia with Jonathan Isaac. This is Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic. This is Evan Fournier. This is Jonathan Isaac. This is Mo Bamba. Check out what's new with the Orlando Magic Pod Squad. The host of characters give you a behind-the-scenes look at Magic basketball. The Magic Pod Squad has you covered. Subscribe and rate on iTunes and the Google Play Store today. This podcast is presented to you by the all-new Seltos SUV from Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic. Give it everything. Dante Marcatelli, George Galante, David Steele, Jeff Turner, and now joined by Jonathan Isaac. J.I., I can't tell you how good it is to see you. Catch us up, man. How you been? How you feeling? You look good. This is my second time on the pod squad, and I'm uh, yes. very <laughs> um, miss you guys. Sure. But no, every, everything is everything is good. I just got back from uh, rehab not too long ago. So it's been, it's been a steady process, a steady grind. So I'm, I'm glad to see you guys' faces again. So for a second show, guys, we can officially call him a friend of the program. We can we can, offic- we can officially do that. I, 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 may, I may need one more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll, wait, we'll wait for the third one. We'll wait for the third one before we start calling you friend of the program. But, J.I., you said you came – give us a, give us what your day looks like now. Like, what is your day – I mean, from the moment you wake up, from the moment you go to sleep, like, what, what does a day in the rehab process look like for you, for those that don't well, know? It's pretty much tailored towards, obviously, everything around the day is pretty much tailored towards the knee in terms of what I'm allowed to do, what I'm not allowed to do. Um, so I wake up, uh, eat my food, and then I, I head to the gym, probably around, like, maybe for 10, 10.30 usually, unless we change the time. And I just get there, and we just start going. I get in the pool for a little bit, work on my flexion, um, get on the bike, you know, and then do some body weight stuff, some um, weighted stuff, and then just... You know, just keep working on it there until I'm done. And then I get home and it's just pretty much chillaxing. Put my leg up, you know, get some ice on it and just chill for pretty much the rest of the day. Yeah, are there times where you feel like the therapists or whoever it is, is, is holding you back a little bit that you want to do more, but they, they're trying to slow you down a little? <laughs> so if you guys know me and I know that you guys, that's a great question. I feel like that no matter what, like we could have done the, the greatest day of, of, of reaching milestones that I'm, you know, I'm upset that I didn't get to do more. So um, I always make jokes that, you know, last night I went, I came back to the gym and was shooting or I was dunking and then they all get, they all get all freaked out. Like, you're not supposed to be doing that. But I just, I just mess with them, but no, they've been, they've been great. They've been pushing me and it's been, it's been fun. It's been, it's been a good process. Jonathan, I'd like to I'd take you back a little bit back to uh, when the injury occurred back in the bubble, you were playing. Do you feel like you were playing as good a basketball as you've ever played in your career, just prior to to this most recent injury, absolutely, my best basketball, my best basketball, absolutely. And then the injury occurs. What's going through your head at that point when you you know that you're going to have to to battle back from yet another injury? Well, you know, it's it's, it's first figuring out what what exactly it is. You know, I, I know I did something when I went down, so my mom was just at okay, what exactly just happened? Um, you know, what, what does this mean? What is this, what does this place me? And then once we get all the information back, okay, it's the ACL, 
Um, they got to go in, they got to repair it, and uh, and then just pretty much getting things in order. For, for me, I feel like I feel like I'm still in season. You know, every time that I've stepped away from the game, um, I've still been in the game, and my mindset has been to, to bring the same effort, bring the same grind, bring the same grit that I put on the floor um, into my rehab, and it's made me better every single time. But I think the biggest thing for me is my mind has um, has grown has grown so much from my rookie year um, to now, and it's been because of the tests and the trials that have um, helped me to to see clearly and, and 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 know that I'm an overcomer. So I have, you know, my my mind is good, my mind is clear. They say, uh, uh, what do they say? They say uh, sports are ninety percent mental. So you know, my 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 body's gonna recover, um, but I'm there mentally. I, I know what I'm doing. I feel like that I'm still in season. You know, I still have a job to do. Just like guys coming in and working out, I'm coming in and I'm working out. I'm trying to get better. And I'll get back on the floor again. Yeah, I want to get into your mindset and your mentality. And a lot of that, you're a man of faith, incredible faith. And that goes into uh, to the point that you've got an event coming up here on November 7th. And it's called Hold Up the Lights. It's going to be held down at Lake Eola Park, Banshell. You're going to march from there to Dr. Phillips Center. I, I just I, I think fans need to know your mindset, your mentality. You're always optimistic. You're a man of faith. And tell us a little bit about this event, how people can be involved and how this all came about. Well, yeah, I would say that it, I would say that it's not by accident in terms of where my mind is at. Or, you know, the, the guy that I am, I, I give all glory to God. Um, I, I, he's been faithful to me. He's been so good to me. Um, and, you know, this hasn't been a, this has even in this time of me being injured, I've grown um, first off in my relationship with him. But just in my in my own mind, I'm learning things about myself in terms of the toughness that I have, the grit that I have, the the ability to overcome by his grace and then be able to minister that to other people. Um, because we all go through, we all have seasons in our lives where we're out of the game and we feel like we are. Um, and, and God is using people as examples and me as examples that you can persevere and that God is still good no matter what is going on. And he's, you know, I'm, I got a fiance now, so I'm, I'm planning a wedding and doing all that stuff. So I have time on my hands to take care of a lot of, of business stuff that I couldn't do before. Um, so Hold Up the Lights is uh, um, the amazing event coming to Orlando, Florida, like you mentioned. And we're calling the Hold Up the Lights primarily because we see, just like everybody else, everything that's going on right now in our world, right, in our country, in our cities, um, a lot of things going on. And, you know, right now, the pinpoint um, kind of everybody's focus is on racism, but we're really taking that to, to everything. We see everything in terms of what goes on. Um, in our world. And we're giving our response as believers, as Christians. And we're saying that, look, we have to get back to looking unto Jesus um, for the answer. So it's a walk of prayer and repentance. And it's off of Second Chronicles 7 and 14 that says, if my people will call by my name, will humble themselves, um, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, I'll hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sins, and I'll heal their land. And we believe that our land needs healing. And we're just going about it in the way that we know how, because we know what, what Jesus has done in our own lives and turning us around. So we're like, look, we got to get back to it. Um, so it's going to, like you said, it's going to be a march from uh, Lake Eola to uh, Dr. Phillips, and there'll be a stage set up. There'll be, um, you know, music and dancing and just fellowship, but most importantly, prayer. And us just really saying, um, you know, we want to get back to drawing men and women to Jesus for the change that we want to see around us. I think it's incredible, guys. I, and, and if I'm not mistaken, it's starting at six o'clock. Jonathan, is this open to anybody? Are you asking people to come down? Anybody and everybody. The kids will be taken care of. Bring your kids. Uh, we've been making so many flyers. Um, everything has been fine. So we're actually going to start at five. Five. We're, okay. We're going to get. We're going to get to the bench at five, so we can distribute material. Right. There's going to be a bunch of posters. You know, we're going to be giving out um, candles. Um, the LED candles for when it starts to get a little dark as we walk, it'll be kind of the symbolic. We're holding up the holding up the lights and uh, um, as we walk. So we're going to start at five. We're going to start marching at six and then head through. But everybody's invited. 
Um, I think it's going to be a great, a great time of, of fun and fellowship, a time to minister to people, um, a time for all of us to be together and just, and, and just love on each other. Jonathan, um, obviously you're a man of tremendous faith. Uh, we all respect and appreciate that. Uh, your worldview is different than a lot of people around the country, around the world. How do you approach people who don't share the worldview that you have, um, your, your tremendous faith? How do you approach people and try to convince them that what you're doing with uh, the event on November the 7th, the way you live your life, that's the way that, uh, that we need to be headed? Oh, well, the way I approach it is, is first off, you know, just using my own life. You know, all we have individually, guys, is our own lives and what we've experienced. And I, I feel like especially when it comes to looking at the, the trouble that we see, the problems that we see in, in the world, everybody has their answer. And, and I would plead with somebody and say, look at what is taking place and that the answer to that problem goes deeper than skin color, it goes deeper than men and women. It goes to the very hearts um, of mankind and, and where we've fallen away from the things that we know are right um, and that we know are true. So I would, I would, I would show them my own life um, that I know what it is to go from, you know, from darkness to light using kind of biblical terms. But I've, I've seen what God has done in my own life and I've seen what God has done in other people's lives. You know, I, I'm, a part, I'm in a ministry. I'm a part of of a church. So I've seen lives be transformed, white, black, and different. Um, and, I, and, I, and that's how I would share with them. But I would, I would want to know what, what it is that they come from, what it is that they believe, and we'd work through it. I think that's you know, great, when we John. look back at, uh, we, when we look back at what happened uh, in the bubble, and you stood up for your faith, um, it was a big moment. It, it made national news. How difficult was that for you uh, in that time? Uh, to make that decision and, and what was what was the message that you were putting forth then you know guys it was it was extremely difficult you know I, I trust me I'll be the first one to say it it's hard to to go against the grain it's hard to uh, you know to, to, to be the only person doing something and and the, the biggest thing for me is that I understood I understood um, you know wh why people made the decision to do what they what they felt was right to do um, and that was the hard part was because I understood and I wanted to tailor my message in terms of I understand why it is that we're doing what we're doing but I'm offering another avenue um, so the reason I'm offering that other avenue is because I've experienced it and so I'm saying listen guys I've, I've experienced what it is to, to, to walk with God to be in fellowship with God to know that God loves each and every one of us and he desires to have that relationship with us to walk with us to talk with us to teach us um, how we are supposed to live and govern ourselves and as we've seen ourselves turn away from that we've seen the things that that we don't like that everybody's pointing out that we don't like run rampant um, in the streets and so I'm I, I that, that was that was pretty much where I was at. So I was really in a place of, for me, it was it was playing. It was coming from a place of love, saying, "Look, I, I I'm with you guys. I see what it is that's going on. That's so wrong and so terrible. But I have to say that the answer is deeper than um, white versus black. The answer is deeper than, like I said, men versus women or um, old versus young. The men, the the problem really does go to the hearts of men, and it's a sin issue. Um, and if we will come back, you know, Jesus said, "If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men to myself." So that's a kind of play off the hold up the lights march, but. Um, recognizing that it's a sin issue, that it goes to the hearts of men. And if we would um, turn our hearts back to God, then we would see a tremendous change. Yeah, how was that? How was, go, oh, ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Jay. Go ahead, JT. Well, no, I was just wanted to follow up on that, Jay. I, I, I felt like, obviously we weren't there, but I felt like your teammates understood you. They, they know you. They know you to be, this is who you are. This is your consistent uh, in your faith and the way you live your life. I felt like maybe the criticism was basically people didn't really understand. They don't know Jonathan Isaac um, and that this is this is not out of character for him. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, 
Um, you know, I, I had I had a conversation. Well, just to answer the teammates things first, I had you know I had a conversation with my teammates and I told them you know what it is that I was going to do and I absolutely I respected um, you know their decision to kneel. I didn't I didn't go at anybody about their decision to kneel, so I expected that same um, respect in return. So that was that was fine. But when it comes to um, you know everybody else, I, I agree with you 100. I think even the um, you know some of the questions was like, okay, do you even believe that Black Lives Matter? Um, and that's why I would say, okay, you really don't know um, what, who it is that I, am, I am and what it is that I do um, to ask that. So, so I, I agree with that. And as people, you know, figured out more about who I was throughout the process, I'm sure more understanding was uh, um, was delivered. Hey, you stole my thunder because I was going with I was going with the team. <laughs> we were on the see the pod squad is always on the same wave, like, no matter whether we're in the same room, we're we're in different states. That's like, right. We were, we're all on the same. But we spend I, too much. We used to spend too much time. Too much together. time used together. To. But boom, right. we, don't, yeah. we, we don't anymore. Really. So I'll let somebody. I'll let somebody else take it from well, Jay, I, 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 the teammates. Thing. There, I think all these guys can agree. There was a moment. And I forget what game it was. You were checking into the game with Markel, with Kem Birch, and we're looking at you guys, and we're looking at this team, and then you just went on a tear. I, I think it might have been the game you scored 13 points in eight minutes or whatever it was. But I'm looking at that group coming in and the havoc that you guys wreaked. I mean, I know you touched on it a little bit earlier, but you had to have felt but pretty good. Like, like hold you, on, Dante, because let, we'll let Ji answer. But I can tell you that the four of us, right after the game, <laughs> yeah, that little group, that group came into the game, and the game was over. I think we won by a hundred. It felt like we all kind of looked <laughs> at each other and we're like, "Wait a second here! In a second here! This is something. What <laughs> do we got going on here? Something going on here? Oh, guys, I'm telling you, I felt good. I felt really good. I still feel good. Um, and I. I I, I was just I was just playing. I was just playing my game. I was relaxed. I was ready to go. Um, I was glad to be back on the floor. Back glad to be back around my teammates, and I was just ready to play. So I, I still carry that same mindset. It's growing. It's getting better, and now just my body has to catch up. Well, I know you've got a lot. You've got the rehab ahead of you. But what did you learn about the game? What did you did you study? I know you worked with Pat Delaney, and you were looking at film. And I know you had a chance to watch your teammates. What what did you pick up? Uh, by not being out there? What are you looking at? What are you studying off the floor? You know, when it comes to the playoffs, it's, 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 it's the little things. It, re it really is the little things that wins games. You know, obviously you got to make shots. You got to make plays, but it's the, it's the little box outs. It's the little closeouts, the things that, that really change the momentum of the game. So really just honing in on those things and, and making sure that I'm aware when I'm on the floor, I'm aware of the time, aware of the clock, aware of um, exactly where we are, even with timeouts and situations, being more, um, plugged into everything that's going on around me has uh, has been on my mind. And then just, you know, watching my game, watching other guys' game to continue to grow as I get back on the floor um, has been has been my mindset. Jay, yeah, have you had a conversation with Cliff or any of the other coaches as to what they would like you to do and how, how you can participate in the upcoming season, knowing yeah, that absolutely. You know, getting on the court may be tough? Yeah, so we, we had our uh, conversation. I'm sure we're going to have some more as we move forward. Um, you know, the team is still up in the air in terms of, you know, what's the best route in terms of travel, you know, with everything kind of starting up apparently pretty quickly here. Um, but just to, to be to be more aware, I was I was working on that process when I had injured my knee the first time. It was watching every game and, and tallies, tallying and defensive schemes and offensive schemes, what we did well, what we didn't do well. And pretty much on that same uh, um, on that same note here, here this time around. All right, Jay, we have all, all, all four of us, all four of us have planned weddings, J.I. We've been involved in wedding planning. So I got to follow up on that. And after a while, she realized she didn't need my input, which was great. How are you doing? What are you What are you responsible for? What's your part of the planning? 
it's been fun. It's been fun. Um, you know, honestly, we haven't done too much because of, uh, you know, COVID and just trying to figure everything out um, come next year. But, you know, locking down a photographer and videographer and stuff like that, it's been fun. Um, but it's, it's been cool. It's been a fun process. I haven't really, it hasn't really been hard yet. I'm sure when we get into the nitty gritty, um, <laughs> I, I might feel like you guys, but no, it was, it's, it's been cool. It's been fun. I'm, I'm an input guy. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give my input and, you know, we'll, you know, we might go, go ahead and hit on some stuff, but. That's that's what we're. We'll at. see how far that we'll see how far that goes for you, Jay. Good luck. Good, good luck with that. I want, I, want, I want you know her vision to come alive and it to be really fun. Um, but I, I got to give my input. He's on the right path already. He said he wants her vision to come that's alive. Right. That exactly right. That's a good answer. That's a good start. Good answer. Give start. input, Ji, but let the decision making happen from the other side. That's just my advice. <laughs> That's great, Jonathan. I, I wanted to ask you about watching. Uh, how much of the of the playoffs, not only the Magic Bucks, but the, the entire NBA play? How much of that were you able to focus on? And I was, you know, and in the bubble, then you were, yeah, I, then I, I, you were outside. What are your thoughts on the way the NBA pulled this whole thing off? Well, I think they did fantastic. You know, I think it's, it's, the league has been second to none in, in pretty much every aspect in terms of getting things flowing and getting things done. So I think it's been great. I didn't get to watch too much right after the injury because I was, you know, getting prepped for surgery and, and then the recovery process. But once I was home, I was able to watch some more. So I thought, I thought they did great. I thought they did fantastic. Jay, the, did the outcome surprise you at all? Uh, the outcome, the final outcome? Well, the, the, game, the games were great. I, I think, uh, um, I think leading up to the championship, the games, the games were great. I, th I really think it was. I think mean, he did a great job. Denver did a great job. Um, you know, LA did a great job. So I think it was, it was really fun. It was really fun. A little surprising with the way the Clippers had went out, but um, it, was, it was good. Jay, I was going to say is um, an ACL injury today is not the career-threatening injury that it was many years ago. Um, I wonder, I know you've got great support uh, in, in your life and everything, but what players, I'm, I'm sure there have been players that have reached out to you that have gone through what you're going through right now. What players have reached out to you to give words of encouragement? Uh, uh, Brandon Knight has reached out to me. Um, uh, one that stood out to me uh, really was Jabari Parker. You know, after our game, um, well, really while the game was going on, when I had got, you know, sent back um, to the locker room to get checked out, you know, he came back there and just was encouraging me, telling me that he's, he's gone through two. He's been through yeah. two of them. And he just, you know, kept me lifted up. He said, you know, everything happens for a reason. And uh, I, I appreciated that. Uh, um, I got a message from KD. I got a message from uh, um, a, a couple of different guys with my teammates um, hit me up and, and, and checked on me. So it was, it was all good. How was the camaraderie inside the bubble, J.I.? Were there guys outside of your team that you got to talk to, get to know? What was the interaction like for you inside there? Uh, in the bubble, it, it was fun, but, you know, it, it got kind of monotonous as, you know, we kept yeah. doing the same thing all the time and every day. But uh, um, uh, I have friends of mine, uh, uh, Tony Bradley's a friend of mine. We played ball growing up. Um, a couple of different guys I got to meet for the first time, you know, MPJ and uh, Bobo, I got to meet for the first time. Uh, so uh, it, it, was, it was fun. It was, it was real fun. We got to hang out with teammates, go to the pool, play pool uh, and stuff like that. So it was fun. Anything surprised you about any of those people that you met? Anybody that, uh, you know, that you really got to know a little bit more than, you know, you're ordinarily not going to get to know a lot of the guys, but the bubble yeah. brought everybody together. Anything surprise you about any of those folks? 
Uh, not not super surprising. We really really just 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 meeting him, meeting him for the first time and learning about him a little bit. And uh, you know, it's it's kind of fun to be in the same place and be playing against each other. So you see guys, you see each other walking around. You get to you know talk trash or you know talk it up a little bit and then go play and, and see him again. So it was fun. Was it like an AAU environment, Jonathan? Exactly, exactly like that. Guys walking around, you know, with their with their book back on and slides. That, that's all <laughs> AAU. Going forward, do you see the NBA going back to that type of situation, or do you think that was just a one and one off? You know, uh, I, I solution really, I to the problem. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to. But you know, it is what it is. What we have to do to be safe. Um, but I, I wouldn't want to. I, but I would get it done if, if that was need be. Yeah, how much do you miss looks, the how much do you miss the fan aspect of it? I, I know that was such a fun, right? Exactly. That that's exactly it. And just being in being in the arena and, and seeing people's faces and people cheering you on and everything like that. And also seeing people's faces when they're not cheering you on. It's all of right. it. it's it's a hard aspect to miss for a long period of time. So I don't know how we would do with it for an entire season. Playoffs was fine, but uh, an entire season it, it would weigh on us. What was it like the first time you hit the floor? During, I mean, I know you had other things obviously going on just mentally with you first game playing back, but being in that environment, what was that like for you? No, it, it, was wasn't, it wasn't bad um, for me personally, just because, you know, it's competition. Once the ball got rolling and guys started competing, everything kind of faded to the background anyway. So um, it, it, it wasn't too bad. Just ball. How about your team, J.I.? What would you tell your what would you tell Magic fans uh, about this team? Or you see a guy like Nick Vucevic, I thought made great strides during the postseason, right? You got a, a whole healthy year out of Markel Fultz for the first time. What what strides did the team make that you were impressed with? Uh, the team the team made great strides. I think I think playoff experience is is is, is the biggest thing. It's, it's second to none. You you don't get playoff experience if you don't make the playoffs. So going into Another season of next season, we have another year of playoff experience. Kale has more playoff experience. Booch has more playoff experience. And um, those guys, Wes and all those guys. So as we move forward, all that stuff is going to make a difference when we make the playoffs again and again and again. We'll get better and better and better each time. Um, so I, th I think that's the biggest thing. But I, for the Magic fans, I would say be excited. I would say be excited. This team isn't going anywhere. We're going to continue to get better and grind it out. And uh, you don't want to jump on the bandwagon when we get there. You want to get on there now and enjoy the ride. Nice. I think we you got know, our ticket you, drop. That's our ticket drop. That's right. There you go. That's, right. That's, That's, right. That's our ticket drop. You know, when, when you talked about watching the playoffs, and uh, when you look at the top teams, uh, uh, the Lakers, the Clippers, Denver, you mentioned Miami had a great uh, postseason. Well, where do you think – what do you think the Magic are going to need to do? What are a couple of things um, to close the gap between a team that's in the playoffs, that's, uh, yeah. you know, in the, it's sort of in the middle of the league to make that next step? and be a, a true contender for an NBA championship? Well, I would say the first thing which we got was experience. I would say added experience in, in the postseason is, is, is a great thing, and it, it really does count um, for, for teams. Guys on the teams that went far, they have guys that have had years and years of years of playoff experience, timing, and just the way things work, preparing for a game seven, preparing for, um, you know, uh, tough games back to back to back is, a, is, is important. It's important to have on your belt. And then I would say just the, the attention to detail. I would say that the teams that that go far, they don't beat themselves or to the best of their ability, they don't beat themselves. And, um, you know, shot making, they make shots, they make plays when it matters. And uh, all that stuff has to do with, you know, mindset. It has to do with preparation, it has to do with the things that happen outside of the game that come to the floor. So as we just continue to refine ourselves and find ways to get better, um, coach got more coaching experience in the postseason. So all that, all that plays into each other. You as a player, what what's the next thing for you? What 
when you get back out there, you're going to be rehabbing, obviously, this coming season. But yeah. what's the next step that, that you take in your career as a, as a player? Uh, just <laughs> I, I, honestly, it's everything. I think I think uh, my mindset in the, the rehab before um, getting back onto the floor was just to, um, just being being more comfortable with the ball in my hands. Um, ball handling is a big thing. Being able to knock down open shots is a big thing. Create shots is a big thing for me. Um, you know, I, I got bigger. I was, I think the the uh, the time I was in the bubble, I was the biggest I've ever been. I looked the most solid, and I moved the best I've, I've moved in in my career. So I was set. And as I continue to get back, that's only going to get better. Um, so, like I said before, my mind is in a great place. I know I'm going to work hard and um, get back on the floor. So those things like shooting, those things like you know, and being being a more expert on the game itself, I think is going to go um, far for me. So I have this time to study. I have this time to, to to sharpen, you know, when it comes to knowledge of the game and and like I said, time and space and what what's going on, the little intricate things that players like LeBron and, and those they have down so 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 well because of their experience in the league. So refining those things, um, obviously getting better skill wise is going to be you know top of my list. But getting my body back to the where it was is is priority. Guys, I'm bigger than I've ever been too. Just so you know, <laughs> I'm bigger than I've ever been. Congratulations. Not the same thing, no, that's definitely not the same thing. Definitely not the same thing. I know you're a guy, J.I., that doesn't like to sit around and do nothing. That's my guess. Yeah. So what do you do to what do you do to keep busy? Like what what occupies your time? You do your rehab, obviously. That's a big part of it. But when there is downtime, what, what are you filling it with? Man, I've been I've been watching movies. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been reading. I've been uh, just just really just finding things to, to take up the time kicking it. I have more time for, uh, you know, my, my my show Judah Nation that I started when I was uh, <laughs> when I I wouldn't say first got into the league, but more into my second year in the league. Um, so I got more time to pay attention to that and uh, just, you know, just just find little things to do. That's awesome. That's what it's about. We're all trying. We're all going stir crazy. Do you find yourself going stir crazy at all or no? Uh, no, I, I think every, every day kind of something else pops up. So like I said, with this wedding planning, with uh, um, with the show, with things just going on, now that I have more time to focus on not so much basketball kind of business stuff and things are of that nature, there's just things that I have to do day to day that kind of keep me occupied. You know, it's interesting. We get life is so busy, right? We're always running to different places. Have you had a chance to do you talk about that with your circle or family or church circle that we now kind of have a little time back to reflect and, and kind of make the most of it. While you were talking, I was saying, you know, even with, you know, chilling in the house, I said a little, a little chill time or vacation never hurt nobody. It's it's a good thing that we get to relax. And um, I know you guys are all doing this from your homes and outside. So um, even though it's different, it definitely adds a different perspective to life um, of how, how fickle it is (laughs) and how much in turn and how COVID has affected every single um, stature of person, no matter if you're rich, no matter if you're poor, it's put a damper on um, what it is that you do. Um, so it definitely brings a different perspective to life and it uh, helps us to look to cherish the things that we have and, and, and knowing that they could be stripped away from us at any moment in time. Well, that's a great point. Listen, my, you've got a, my, my daughters would love to have hold some candles. They love holding some candles. So I'm going to bring you guys are absolutely invited. Um, and I appreciate you guys for even doing this. So thank you so much. And, uh, you know, you guys come out. I'm glad, glad to see you all. Yeah, November 7th. So you want everybody there at five o'clock. That's when you'll kind of get ready. And then the march starts at six at the uh, Lake Eola Band Show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You got it. Hold right, up the lights. Hold, Hold up. The lights. I want to I want to give a shout out to uh, to Regina Hill, um, Commissioner District 5, City of Orlando. They've completely sponsored the entire event. 
Um, obviously, shout out Jump Ministries Global Church um, and Project Life for, for helping out and doing what they're doing. So um, just wanted to plug those real quick. I appreciate it. And I think people should see, they should look at your social media, Jay, because I think with everything going on in the world and what we're seeing, it's good to get some good news and some positivity and some encouragement. And you've been doing that. You've been bringing that. So I, I know I speak for everybody here on this, but we, we appreciate your outlook appreciate and your positivity. That. Thank you very much. And and uh, for anybody who's listening, you want to head to hold up the lights on Instagram to get any information you would need. You could go to the ask questions, um, DM the, the page, hold up the lights on IG, and you'll get everything that we pretty much talked about on this, but um, any information that you would need above it. All right. This podcast. Jay, I, thanks thanks, for, thanks for using your platform oh, yeah, in such ahead, a positive dude. way. We appreciate it. I appreciate I'm just going to thank JI for using this platform in a positive way. It's again, right? Like 30 minutes ago, I didn't feel as good as I do now. It, it's amazing. It really is amazing. We're ready to tackle the world. All right. This podcast presented to you by the all-new Seltos SUV from Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic. Give it everything. Take care, JI. We'll talk soon. Peace, peace. Appreciate you. God bless you guys. Okay.